Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, This week's chat is going to be super fun. I have two guests on, um, Mark Silverstein and Kathy Fowler-Silverstein. They're the founders of On The Mark Media. So thanks for joining me today. Yeah, who came in that's going to be interesting, though? (laughs) (laughs) You guys, and I know that because I was on y'all's podcast, and it was such a blast. (laughs) Okay, I think now's the time. Drum roll. Can we pop this in? Yeah, well, go for it. We better better get this going then because (laughs) so everybody must know you you send wine, uh, champagne, I'm sorry, champagne (laughs) from wine.com. I do. Yes. I'm like their number one customer, I think. Brilliant idea, really. That is so. We have it open here. Um, yes, Kathy's. I'm like guiding my eyes because I think he's going to hit me in the eye. I'm like, point that away, please. Another reason we don't do video, you know, on because accidents like that. (laughs) Okay, there we go. We had the whole exciting bubble. There goes all the podcasting equipment right there. Oh, well, who needs that? <laughs> and yeah, as we keep talking, y'all have to let me know what hell it is. Cause like, I always get to like, I like feedback from it. So I know if I should like order some for myself as well. So let me know. Oh, yeah, this looks like a, a, a rosé. Okay. Here, we're doing a toast to you, Nicole here. Yeah, Ooh, click, Nicole. Click, yeah. click, click, click. I have mine. I'll click it against my speaker. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. There right. we go. Well, okay. Now we're ready to answer Yay. all your questions. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> I'm excited. This is how um, we got married, isn't it? This is a, we had champagne first and then decided well, to wait. I, I, I plied you with champagne. Yeah, that's probably it. Bring it yeah. back memories. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Yeah, I love to always start out just kind of hearing about, you know, how you how you got into entrepreneurship. Cause you know, and it's funny, a lot of the stories people have told me, some people were teachers for 30 years or some people always knew they wanted to be an entrepreneur. So it's just, you know, across the board. So I just love hearing that. So if you guys wanted to dive in onto how you kind of got to be, you know, founders of on the mark media. We'd love to hear. I think it was, um, there's two different stories here. Yeah. Right, yeah. You Whoever were... wants to go first. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, which version has her version. <laughs> and then I have the truth. Yeah. I was going to say that same line, but go ahead. <laughs> no, you, you go first. Okay. Well, I was a young entrepreneur when I was uh, very young. I started um, a business as I was going to college, it was a, a driveway, uh, paving driveway business. It, very random. Not not anything it that was, was cool. It was a it was cool business. Cool. Yeah, but it was. It, was it wasn't up my alley. It was just that there was a really marketing. This is this is where marketing comes in. No, um, but I was um, I was really. I just heard about this really cool product. It was a, a color coding that could coat asphalt, and you could basically. Uh, pave asphalt with any color that you wanted. So you can make color-coded uh, custom driveways. So I thought, oh, that's really cool. I think I could promote that. Like the best example was when you would do like 
Ohio State driveways. You would do the logos. Yes. And then yeah. later and, I would get then, in trouble then, because yeah. Ohio State would be like, then you the know, assist would come. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is how you learn when you're a young mm-hmm. 18 year old. When you're like, oh, I could do black O's on the on the driveways until you're until you're on TV telling the world that you're doing black O's on the driveway. Oh, you publicized it because I publicized it. And then I got a letter in the mail from Ohio State. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I should have thought of that first. Whoops, but anyway, that aside, we would do, um, you know, like a concrete colored driveway. So you could have the a driveway that looks like concrete, but for the cost of an asphalt driveway. So anyway, that was sort of my first like foray into business. And it was accidental. I was just like, that's a really cool product. I think I could get the news to talk about this, which I did. Um, and then I could really like launch the business. Um, so, and I always thought I would be an entrepreneur or a business owner, but I had the journalism bug. I really wanted to get into TV journalism and that's how we met actually. Um, and um <clears throat> Yeah, that's a whole story in itself. <laughs> Maybe after two more glasses of champagne, we'll get to that. But um, but I guess I would say, I mean, we were both did TV journalism for 100 years and then uh, decided to grow up and do something else. And you were doing uh, I, I took a, I took a turn and for after 20 years of, of journalism. I think Kathy was. Uh, you took a turn. Did you just take it by yourself? I took, I took a turn. Or <laughs> were you pushed over the cliff? Well, like I, we all are. I, I might have been fired. <laughs> and, and you know what? If you're fired in journalism, I, that's pretty much the. It was only what my happened. second firing. So yeah, that's not bad. I've been fired too. We've yeah, all been fired. Everybody, you're, you're, oh, yeah. you're not anybody in TV news unless you've been fired. Um, and you get fired for any good reason other than you really cost too much. The first <laughs> time I got fired, I had a good. They you had did. a good you, reason. You to deserve fire me. to be fired then. Yes, there was. There was. What was dis- the line right before you? There were fired? was a dispute about how the manager, the general manager, or whatever, was treating the photographers. That we worked at this very small station. Uh, it was my first on-air job in Harrisburg. Harrisburg, the great, huge city of Harrisburg. <laughs> Harrisburg, Illinois. Not even Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's the one I was Illinois. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. Harrisburg is market five hundred and forty. No, it was market seventy-two. Oh. I'll have you know, but it was three. It was a tri-city market. It was Cape Girardeau, Harrisburg, and I don't know some other city. Anyway, small mark, small TV station. The the uh, photographers were getting pissed, pushed around. Uh, and I stepped and being in the being, big being, TV being, guy. being the, the superstar that I was. I, I, I said enough of that this. was untouchable. And I got into an argument with the general manager and there was this. Uh, he took me up to the conference room and there was a, a, a big glass window that looked out onto the town. And he said to me, uh, you know, I could fire you for talking to me this way. And I gestured toward the town and said, what? And take all this away from me. <laughs> and then I then I then as if that wasn't then hadn't sealed the deal, I said something to the effect of uh, you don't have the cojones to fire me anyway. But I didn't use the word cojones. The next day <laughs> he found him. He grew something overnight. <laughs> and uh, that was it for me. And then and then I got fired. I went I eventually got to Baltimore and I went. But you got fired for a good cause, sticking up for, you know, yeah. uh, for rights, employees' rights. Yeah, yeah not so yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, no. Yes, that was true. I mean, true. you were stupid in your cockiness that said, take yeah. all this away from it me. It could have been approached differently, maybe. I, I, but I mean, I could have handled it a little more appropriately. Yeah, but I was fighting the good fight. 
And anyway, eventually I got, I was in Baltimore. I was a consumer reporter. It was a great gig or whatever, but uh, new management came in and they, they didn't love me like the previous management did. I think it was like the sixth turnover of management anyway. Mm. And they just, they just tells said, you something. Yeah. I mean, it was TV news and they just said, we're, they basically ended your contract, but yeah. it's better to say fired because it just sounds cooler. Yeah. <laughs> I was fired, which is a very long way of getting to the point that I got fired. You were sitting and, on the couch and, and eating bonbons and, and with enjoying our, life with our new child was staying was the kid would get up late night or in the early in the morning and I would sit at, in the couch and watch Food Network rerun. Oh, yeah. oh wait, were you the nanny for the kid? For a while, no, I wasn't. No, but late, no, I would. <laughs> sit, but I would come. You would. I, you came home once and said, "What are you watching?" And I'm like, "Food Network wasn't what it is today." At that mm-hmm. point, I said, "I'm yeah, I'm watching. Food. This is interesting stuff or whatever." Lo and behold, a few months later, I get hired by the Food Network and hosted the show for about six, seven years. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, where I went and ate, you know, in restaurants for free around the country. Yeah. Yeah. I'd seen on the website that you hosted for a while. Like I had to imagine that was such a cool experience. Yes, it was. It was great fun. It was amazing. It was a great opportunity to learn all about chefs and, and mom and pops and five stars and, and, you know, just really the history of food and how yeah. it really impacts. It was just a great, really fantastic experience. And during which I put on about 20 pounds. <laughs> um, worth it though. You just looked at me and said, <laughs> no, I'm just thinking that we're going a really long way to answer her question. Well, <laughs> well you know, we got to get all the details. Exactly. And, and, so, then yeah. host, and then there was another show on Discovery. And then that, that one I was sitting home afterwards. Oh, that's the one you're that was the on. One. Sorry, I was getting confused yeah. on my bomb body. We were waiting for it to be renewed and we had already shot a bunch of episodes. It was a really good show that nobody watched. It was a great show. It was called <laughs> Go Ahead. Watched. Didn't have a great title. Go Ahead, Make My Dinner. It was on Discovery. Oh, and that was this, that was after Food Network anyway. Um, but they do these things where they don't renew your contract, but they also won't let you do any more TV for like a year. So he was being paid to basically sit home, which was a good deal, which yeah. he thought that was awesome. I thought that was the greatest. And I didn't I would, think that was so awesome. <laughs> they were paying me not to do anything. It was so. great. Yeah. And I, but said, I thought he could be doing other things as well <laughs> as right. sitting, collecting a check. I married you for better, for worse, but not for lunch. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, so somewhere in there, the idea came about Kathy said, why don't you get off your ass and go <laughs> start a business? Cause I really want to get out of <laughs> she, TV news. She wanted a and I want spot. another business. Mm-hmm. So you start it, you get back in TV after your year, and then I'll like take over and get out of TV news. And that, that is the end of a very long story or the beginning of a very other <laughs> yeah. long story. And somehow we both ended up together. And uh, I yeah. turned to her one day and said, I need help with the invoices. And that was I uh, moved into the office. I, I decorated. I redecorated. <laughs> <laughs> and now we work together. It was yeah. <laughs> and how long ago was that? Like, when did y'all officially start? business uh, just an eternity or two. <laughs> well it's in 2005 when you started it on your own and probably 2007 when i came in 2007 2008 somewhere yeah there. yeah so a long time yeah oh i love that that's awesome um working with your significant others fun and challenging all at the same time i'm sure um well, we, we we moved into a new office a few years ago and we we had to do some of the build out and we put in we 
put in a soundproof room, um, whatever. What was soundproof? soundproofing for soundproofing. our office? Oh, and first of all, I wanted my own office, and he was like, "No, we're <laughs> we, so used to being together." No, I didn't want her anywhere away <laughs> from me. I wanted her. When you I wanted me in, in the same office. It was kind of cute. I did, <laughs> and I, I was like. Don't we see enough of each other? We could have separate offices. And well, he's like, no. And then we soundproofed it just in case. Because sometimes there are times when we're um, but, but it turned not out, exactly getting along. Yeah, it turned <laughs> out there wasn't soundproofing. The soundproofing didn't go in. And, the, and we found out from no, the employees they, who they said, oh, that's not soundproof. No, they did soundproofing. <laughs> it's just not soundproofed enough. Maybe that was right? <laughs> Because sometimes you'll hear us when we're like, oh, crap, they can hear. And they're like, oh, and you walk <laughs> out and it's a little tense. And we're like, oh, did they hear all that? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But they're fast and furious and they go, they, they pass quickly. They yeah. Just, and we just end up doing things Kathy, Kathy's way. Well, you do want to do it the right way anyway. Right? <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, and yeah. So what? Do you guys mainly concentrate on public relations? Do you guys also do like social media and all kinds of different things? Like what all do y'all offer? Well, we really started out, I guess, with public relations because we were both in news for 20 some years. So it was an easy um, crossover for us too. I mean, we we were pitched all day long from right. uh, public relations experts trying to get us to do stories uh, on their clients. So it started off doing uh, just public relations and we do video production. We produce videos for um, clients because that was also not a stretch because that's what we did in TV news. Right. And then um, 2008 came along and, and that's when the crash happened and a lot of businesses, they may have had like a PR department, a marketing department, an advertising department. And then they had one department and it was like marketing. And, and so they needed their vendors or we just started picking up more things. They're like, we need, we want to keep you, but we only want to keep one person and we want you to do everything. So then we started doing so and social media came along too. So we started adding more services because we really felt like when you look at marketing anyway, you need to look at it from a holistic standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, PR used to be back in the day, you'd get on the Today Show and you'd be like, oh my gosh, have a, or Oprah or whatever. You'd have a party and just wait for the leads to watch your business grow. What will the leads come in? But now, you know, everything's so uh, fragmented that getting, you know, on the Today Show or getting in a, in a local newspaper is kind of halfway up the hill. Now you got to like really publicize it on social media. Mm -hmm. So you really need to have all the components um, in order to, to do a really good job for a business. Yes. Say it louder. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a matter of getting in their bloodstream, you know, yeah. and just taking it off the plate for them and handling it for because they're busy doing what they do. Mm -hmm. And then we, you know, get the word out. So it's, it's it, like Kathy says, it's, uh, you, you, you know, you get on a TV show or you get it and that's, you know, halfway up the mountain. Uh, yeah. Totally. I love that. And yeah, like I feel like when I, you know, people say the word, you know, or, they hear public relations, they kind of get intimidated and they're like, oh, I don't even know how to do that. Like, it's like, like, I feel like they know it's part of marketing, but then it's like this whole separate, you know, entity of its own. So like, what's an easy way, like for people listening today, like to kind of like break that down, like public relations, you know, and like, that isn't like overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess if you look at public relations in the historic standpoint, it's, you know, it's really like defining your public image to whomever your audience is. So that was good. I like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm going to be over here drinking, okay. but you, you keep going. You're on a roll. Keep going. Um, so, I mean, that's it in a, in a nutshell, but public relations, uh, I mean, if you think about, I mean, everything's changed so much. I mean, yeah. so public relations, you know, used to get in, in the newspaper on, you know, on TV and in the news, but think about nowadays, everybody can be a reporter, bloggers, mm-hmm. you know, um, just anybody with a, an iPhone, right. Um, which also gets a little confusing because, you know, some people are like, Oh, the media, we hate the media. And I'm like, who, who is the media anymore? It's hard <laughs> to define media. And I think media gets all clumped together in some ways it works for us with our clients, right? Because it, it's more channels and more, um, more opportunities because you don't necessarily have to, have, you know, the local NBC station do a story on you, you could do a story on, you know, on your client in a video that looks like it's, you know, it's still very news like and you could push it out yourself. So there's ways to get around the news media and and also create a, a public image for yourself. But it's really like, you know, if you think of, um you know, everybody has a reputation, you know, and hopefully businesses and I mean, sometimes people like a, a kind of a, a bad, not a bad reputation, or but they like a reputation, it, you know, a, um, edgy. you know, an edgy yeah. or whatever. It works well for their brand. So you mm-hmm. have to think about what 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 image do I want? If you're a business, I would think it would be integrity, honesty, transparency, good customer, you know, uh, you know, Nordstrom's. What, what are right. they known for? Good customer service. That's sort of their their public image is, you know, we take care of our customers. We go above and beyond for, for anybody, you know, there's those old stories about they sell, they'll take tires back if you return them when they don't even sell tires. I, I don't know if that's a myth or not, but that's a, a good public image for them. So, right. um, so public relations is really meant to do that, but it's also um, you're creating, you know, credibility really. So a lot of people, they may want to do business with you and they may see an ad and, and the ad may catch their attention, but then they want to say, okay, well, are they the real deal? And sometimes mm-hmm. you have that third party validation. Well, if they've got an article in Forbes or they've they're, the news media is constantly going to them for as a resource or as an expert, well, they're probably, you know, the real deal because I'm assuming uh, these other people are, are um, you know, vetting them. So it's a, it's a good third party validation. Yeah, right. I, I love that. There's a, yeah, I mean, we, we all had as reporters, we had, and that's why it was sort of a natural segue for us because we had so many instances where people would ask us, what do I wear on TV or how do I get on TV? What do I say? You know, what, what, just so many, and we were for a long time giving it away for free. And then we, <laughs> we decided to make it into a business, but we, we had many stories. I mean, Kathy had one in particular with a, somebody became a client that where she had done a, a story on a, a new device that this company had had. And then the next time she was over there or whatever, they said, well, uh, that, that machine, that story you did that bought me a car, it bought me this. Didn't remember? Yeah. Yeah. I had done a, a story with a, uh, I, I was a medical reporter doing a story on a dermatologist <laughs> and um, they, you know, these dermatologists, they have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on one machine. It was a laser, you know, wrinkle removing laser. I, I forget what this particular, I think it was Thermage or something, but anyway, so they have to invest in the machine and then they, you know, are hopefully paying it off. Well, I went back, we, we did one story on it. I was just doing it as a medical reporter as, you know, a, a non-invasive way to reduce your wrinkles and, and actually worked. And it was a great story for us. 
Um, but they were, I came back to do another story a month later about skin cancer awareness month or something. And they were like, you're not going to believe we were booked for three months solid. We paid off that machine in like no time. The text got bonuses. One of the texts come up, came up to me and said, I just got a new car. Thanks to you. So I was like, wait, uh, you know, I would, I'm not here to do your business for you. I, I was, I was just there to cover a story, but it turned out for them, it was very profitable. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's the, you know, that's the kind of media you aim for and you never make promises. You never know, you know, it, it can, when you do the, do public relations, you always warn a client, you know, this could do great things for you. It right. could do nothing. You just got to make, you know, but it can pay off whether it pays off in phone calls and, and appointments or mm-hmm. down the road when somebody looks to confirm that you are who you say you are and that you're an authority. It has that halo effect of making you a thought leader or a leader in your, in your business, in your field. Totally. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of marketing, you know, I mean, there's, you know, it's a lot of trying to figure out what works and some, you know, some campaigns do way better than others, you know, and it's just, it's, you can't really know until you really start putting it out there, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like we said, we all have these examples. I think I did a story on a you know, a car lot and there was like a six second pan across the the showroom floor and there was a purple car there and somebody came in the next day and said i want that car that was on the news and, <laughs> and it was like six or eight seconds on air you know i mean so yeah and, and that's what we try to accomplish uh for our clients on a daily basis and uh we're you know we do as you said we do a lot of things but the pr is really our sweet spot we love getting our clients in the media yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and so that kind of makes me think when you guys were talking, you know, it, for anybody listening, like, cause I feel like sometimes, you know, business owners, we, we jump into business and we kind of get going and you, you know, we don't think about like our, you know, quote unquote brand per se, like, and it seems like that would be something that, you know, before they start pitching or trying to get in the media or, you know, marketing in general, you know, really kind of understanding what your brand is and like your mission and things like that. Like, do you guys help businesses do that as well? Yeah, we find out a lot of times when clients come to us. Um, I find too that clients aren't, I mean, everybody knows marketing. I, 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 I need to market. I, and But everyone has a different um, perception of what marketing is, right? Yeah. Mar- marketing is this big bag of stuff that gets you attention, right? But I mean, marketing can be, a, a you know, content marketing. It could be your website. It could be... Um, you know, advertising PR, like, it's just like this big umbrella of a lot of things that you need to do. So a lot of times we have clients who come to us and we're like, listen, and they want to, you know, they want to be on TV. Let's say that's their goal. Uh, I want to be on TV. I want people to know about what I'm doing. And so we'll have to say, okay, wait a minute. Are you ready to be on TV? Because a lot of times you, you get one bite at the apple. And if you're on TV and you get a lot of hits, is your website ready? Like we had one client and we told him over and over again, and we had a website meeting, is your bandwidth, you're going to get a lot of new hits. You're on our local DC, uh, NBC station, the, the number one station in the city. There's going to be a lot of traffic to your website. Is your website going to be able to handle the traffic? And they're like, yes, yes, 100%. And I said, okay, that's good. And then there's all these other things we had to do. Well, of course, the, N- the NBC story ran and then um, the owner's calling me, our website's down. And I'm like, huh, okay, well, that's a, a great, you know, some people may never come back to that website, right? right. That was the one opportunity. So, And of you, course, they forgot that you had told them seven times. Well, probably. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I did yeah. remind them. Um, yeah, yeah that yeah, was you reminded like, me, but that was, that was the whole meeting. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole meeting. Were yeah. you there? Well, <laughs> were you drinking fault. champagne during that meeting? <laughs> yeah, we were not drinking champagne. We know we normally drink after the NBC stuff. But anyway, so so a lot of times we have to say, wait a minute, let's slow down. Is your website ready? Is your if they look at you, um, if they come to are, are you guys ready for this big, you know, um, splash that you might have? You may not have a big, massive splash, but you always have to prepare that it's going to happen. And um, are you, you ready? Pouring the champagne? I know I do hear I hear bubbles, <laughs> yes, bubbles. But um, the, the other thing is like you might even change your hours of your um, let's say you're a dermatologist and you're going to be on the six o'clock news or five o'clock news. Well, normally maybe you're closing up at five o'clock, but you know that you're going to be your name's going to be on TV. People might want to call right then and there. Why don't you switch your receptionist hours? From, you know, and have them stay till eight o'clock to get the phone calls while they're fresh instead Mm -hmm. of going to a machine and then calling them back the next day. So there's things that you have to prep for. Are the people answering the phone briefed? Yeah. Are they polite? Do they know? I mean, we've had situations where we've, um, you know, call rail where they record the incoming calls. And we've had some very awkward conversations with clients. We're horrified at like, oh yes. my gosh, did your did your phone your receptionist know that they are salespeople? And you start to see like, the, right. the blood red in their face. I mean, it's terrible. We had one situation where it was the owner's wife. Oh was, yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. no. Like yeah. You know, she's not exactly <laughs> uh, very friendly on the phone. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things you got to look yeah, at. Yeah. So I, I think there's a lot of prep work. So when clients. Yeah come to us or, you know, you have to make sure that just because they want X, so you got to look backwards and go, okay, now if that happens, are you going to turn off customers or or are you ready for them? And so it's a lot of like auditing and intelligence gathering in the beginning, just to make sure. And do they have the right, you know, if they come to your website and it, and you're talking about this new laser that um, reduces wrinkles. If there's nothing on the website, you know, you got to make it easy for people. So you might want to have something that says as seen on, you know, channel four, um, new laser or new laser something. And, and you put up a temporary um, billboard on your website to make sure that it's super easy, that they're going right to the place that you want to capture them. So there's a lot of work ahead of time that you want to make sure that you're doing uh, before you go on TV. I mean, sometimes you can't help it. Like, Maybe you're answering a television station calls you and they're there at two o'clock and you're going to be on the five o'clock news. So you don't have a lot of prep time, Mm -hmm. but you should always strategize ahead of time. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It makes total sense, too, because it's like, yeah, you see that end goal. But say you hit that goal, you know, you just have to make it, like you said, easy for people, uh, make it fun, like informative what they're looking for, make it just right there in front of them. And, you know, for different avenues of what's going to like what that outcome is, just to make sure those are, you know working. Um, I had a coaching client for a while and she was a, a lawyer. She is a lawyer. Um, same kind of thing. Like we were doing all of this marketing for her. She started, you know, understanding all the strategy and implementing it. She's like, but the phones, like the phones are not ringing and they just stopped. And I'm like, what do you mean? They just stopped. <laughs> and so like, it took so much digging. She had like canceled. It wasn't call rail, but it was somebody else. I think it was like Ruby or something like that. They had switched her phone line literally. And but she had canceled like the contract. And so these phone calls were going to like, I don't even think we figured out where they were going, but we oh, had to like the tracking number. I mean, yeah. They, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so like, they, like somebody was like not even answering the phones. And so we had to like get uh-huh. on her auto responder and like, get it coming back to her. Like just, yeah. And you know, and she was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. So 
like when you said wow. the phones, it's just like, you know, thinking of different things. If like things aren't happening the way you think they should just, you know, really kind of detective work of trying to figure out how to make it easier for them and make sure everything's working the way it should be. Wow. wow. That that's that had had to be painful. <laughs> oh God. Yes. It was. Like how many, how many opportunities did I lose on the positive that? side? She was aware of the problem and, and vocalized it. And sometimes getting a client to vocalize what the problem is, is a lot of work. And, and yeah. whether, you know, I mean, so this, it was great that she, that you guys had a kind of relationship where she could bring this up to you. Yeah. And then you jumped into action and saved the day. And even though she may not, you know, as we say, sometimes clients don't realize what the situation, you know, that they may have caused the problem. But. Right. Totally. The, you know, the kicker here is, is that she had a marketing vendor and I won't say their name because they're quite big um, and like had a dashboard and everything. And so they're saying like, well, no, all these incoming calls were coming in. Like they wouldn't quite help her figure out mm-hmm. where that disconnect was from the call coming in to like her not getting calls. You know what I mean? Drink um, some more champagne and talk the company works. <laughs> <laughs> offline. offline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and the other one was they were, oh man, her pay-per-click ads were like 4000 a month and she was not getting any leads. So we stopped oh, that. No. And, and she was very, she's a very timid person. So I don't think she was comfortable asking those questions to this company. Um, but yeah, we got we got it all sorted out and she's no longer oh, with them. God. And she yeah. has an awesome VA and they're doing it all themselves. And yeah. Oh, but anyway. Goodness that you were there to help guide her. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm glad we got it. It is funny out. how things can derail a yeah. simple little, you know, it must have taken a lot of detective work and, and that those things are things, you, you know, you can go over your checklist as many times as you want, but so, it, you know, it, it, yeah. it's, it's, and it points out the thing that this is, you know, it's not a one-time thing. You, right. you got to stay on it. You got what, whatever the situation may be. You got to constantly be monitoring and Mm -hmm. and assessing and evaluating. Totally. Yeah. Um, Awesome. So do you guys like, do you, do you, can business owners kind of take on and do some public relations themselves or do y'all recommend like hiring someone? Uh, Mark, go ahead and say what you're going to say. So their website is on do it themselves. This is not a do it yourself kind of project. What are they thinking? There's no way in the hell that they could even contact on the mark media. On the mark media.com mark with a C. Okay. There. I knew that was on his lips. So so much better now. (laughs) Now, now you can sit back and drink champagne. uh, Your job's done. You did great. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yes, you can do, um, public relations. As a matter of fact, I would suggest that people do it. The, the number one thing that you want to do when you're thinking about your own public relations is you want to First of all, make sure you have a story to tell, right? One of the big mistakes that people make when they're reaching out to reporters is they're giving us information that we could care less about. And it's and maybe, you know, I used to get letters about, hey, a new president was uh, named to this hospital. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, send that (laughs) to your investors or somebody like I could care less. Or they'd send me just news that I, is not news. Mm-hmm. So you need to, you know, if you don't know what news is necessarily, if you're like, I don't know, is this news or is this not news? And maybe you wouldn't know if you're not a reporter. You know, you might just start watching your local news or, or, or listening to NPR, whatever your radio station is that you're listening to and see what kind of things they talk about. Or you might Google 
your industry, let's say you're selling aprons. Okay. And um, so you're like, is there any stories about aprons that people are talking about? Maybe I have um, eco friendly aprons and, you know, that's a big thing or self cleaning aprons. I have no idea, but you know, this is new. So Mm -hmm. this is maybe something. So you might Google and see what stories have been written about them and, you know, start, start doing a little bit of your own recon and then make sure that you're thinking of, look at that, the way reporters write their headlines, look at the, you know, follow certain reporters that, you know, are writing about your industry. And then, you know, you could come up with a, a little email pitch. Sometimes the shorter, the better. Like if you have a, um, maybe it's a, uh, you know, an air filter, maybe you, you were the one company that had an air filter that was, uh, that could kill COVID in the air, right? Like, and COVID was just happening, you might, you'd be like, oh my gosh, this is really relevant. I can, mm-hmm. you know, all businesses should know about my air filter. Um, so you, you know, you would write up something and then you would send it out to, you know, different uh, media and, and, and think too, remember, it's not just mainstream media, like who else is writing about your industry? It might be business publications. It could be, um, Maybe you're tr- maybe you're true. You know, the mother and the decision is the one making the decision about your product 90 percent of the time. So you're trying to reach mommy bloggers or mm-hmm. or um, or, you know, good housekeeping or or magazines that are targeted to a certain demographic. So you you need to think about a couple of things. One, like, who am I trying to reach and where do they go for their news? And then what is unique about my story that a reporter might be interested in? And then it's just, you know, following a couple reporters, Googling them or listening to them and, you know, sending them a short, sweet email um, and, you know, seeing if they reach you back. And sometimes reporters don't necessarily care, you know, as long as you're a credible source. I mean, they don't need some big PR agency or they don't need a fellow reporter, you know, or 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 a trusted source to give them news necessarily because they're going to do their own independent research mm-hmm. anyway. But sometimes they just need to know about something. And then sometimes if you're in those small little, even a neighborhood publication, and then you can turn that neighborhood publication that wrote about you in the community newspaper, and you can send that to the bigger TV station. And they're because half the time, that's how they're gathering their news anyway. They're uh, News people are consumers of news. Mm-hmm. They're always looking at different um, articles, always Googling, because they're looking for story ideas. Every single day, they have to come up with story ideas. So what advice would you have other than? No, it's a, you know, as you said, it's a hungry beast and it has to be fed um, every day. I think you're absolutely right that, that, you know, there might be some hesitancy to contact. Oh, I can't call a TV station. I can't, can't call this. Music. That's, you know, they they want to be contacted. They want to be fed. If you look on a lot of the Twitter handles, send tips to this email address or, you know, DM me here. Um, so they are looking for content. They're looking for good stories. The, the question becomes, you know, a lot of. Um, business owners don't realize the great stories that they have because they're Mm -hmm. doing them every single day. This is, you know, there's this new trend about blah, 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 blah. Um, You know, and they don't realize they have this new great new trend. So whether it's with us or, you know, on their own, when we we sit down, it's always that I like to call it the doorknob moment. I got that from a, a therapist who said, you know, they, they sit with a patient for an hour and then it just as about they're about to leave. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill my mother. Oh. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh, wait, I want to call the police. <laughs> wait, first. Can you wait? Yes. Sit down? Well, maybe we should discuss that as <laughs> instead right. of the cat you were talking about yeah. for the last 45 <laughs> minutes. 
Yeah, <laughs> or you know, there's some moment of revelation at the very last minute, and that that's what happens with a lot of our clients where they talk about this and that and the other, and then they're like, oh, oh yeah, they're, they're, oh yeah, we're some- we're about ready to cure cancer. That oh yeah, that <laughs> what? Yeah, what? It, it takes some noodling, but once they, you know, it's it's a story you feel you feel it in your gut. You know, there's mm-hmm. always a gut check, and if you're like this, this might be something. Then, you know, turn it into something and, and write it up in a short, interesting way. Don't, you know, uh, a lot of people say, I want to put out a news release. Well, where do you want to put it out to? I mean, are you talking about PR web? Are you talking about PR newswire? Is that worth your money? Is it, or are you, just, no, I'm just going to write a news release and put it out. So you, you need to figure out where you're going to put it out to, what it's going to say, who you're trying to target. Um, you know, and then it comes down to like the care and feeding of the media, which is if they're interested, you get back to, you know, you respond quickly, you make it happen, you get them anything they need. You know, you have to, uh, if you take care of them and you make it easy piece for them to put together one-stop shop, if, if at all possible, where they come in, they get you, they get the, a patient or a client or whatever. and talks about how great this is. This process has changed their life. Um, you, you, you wrote, you tie it up in a nice bow and hand it to them. Then you get coverage. I love that. And you guys have an awesome blog on the website that kind of has some tips as well that everybody could go check out, um, to, to get all those tips that you just said and like, get like the best result probably. Yeah. I think, um, one of the, the things that, um, you know, people need to think about is like Mark said, make sure you have all the different story elements um, also the other thing is, um, if you ever get called, I mean, cause if you're an expert in your field or you have a business, um, you know, maybe you're just an air conditioning company, but all of a sudden there's a story that involves air conditioning, you know, and you might get called Not just an air conditioning, uh, yeah. the air conditioning company <laughs> leader, they may leading be authority and we want them to, of the, we don't want to minimize. They're the leading authority of air conditioning, especially since I right got here a, in Rockville, a Maryland. notification to them that our, our AC is, uh, acting up again. Oh gosh. Great. Um, <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So could we make a deal with an air conditioning company so we don't have to pay for that? But anyway, <laughs> send tips on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that people, companies need real, need to think about, I, I'll hear like, they'll like, oh, I got a call from a reporter like yesterday. And I'm thinking, should I call back? And I'm like, um, yeah, yesterday you should have called back reporters. So when reporters looking for a story and they're looking for experts, they're calling around and, uh, you know, half the time they're Googling and and just trying to find names of people who look relevant and important. And if you come up and reporters call you, always call them back um, right away and find out what they want. And, and the first question is, when is your deadline? You know, mm-hmm. what's your deadline? Um, and then you can decide, do I want to participate in that story or and, not? And as a little note, their deadline is always like 10 minutes. You know? Well, maybe. It but seems not, kind of stressful. Was it stressful to be a journalist? Uh, yes. Very oh, much. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are half the time I, I remember, you know, their stories, especially when there's ongoing, like big, big stories going on. Um, mm-hmm. And you are sent to like I, I was a medical reporter, so I'd be sent to a hospital, um, even like 9-11. Right. So mm-hmm. you just go to the hospital and do live shots from the hospital where victims from the Pentagon are coming in. But you have no news, right? There's nothing to talk about because the hospital officials haven't come out. So you're there in a live truck in front of a hospital. 
and they want to come to you like every 15 minutes with an update. And you're like, there's literally nothing new to talk about. And I, so I was once sent to the Pentagon and to stand in the parking lot on Sunday. And they were like literally um, feeding me with the information while I was on the air. And the only thing I begged of them is like, can you ma make sure that the anchor doesn't ask me any questions? Because you're feeding me this as <laughs> the a only information they have is and what I'm of, saying. Of course, he had to ask, had to ask some questions while I'm live on the air, which I stumbled through. And then they said, um, now let's turn to a host of Meet the Press, Tim Russert. <laughs> and you're like, I'm like, Tim I just Russert made a just fool of myself in front of Tim Russert, who made <laughs> made so many careers. Because people don't know, but when you're on, like, let's say Tim Russert is coming in and he's in his own little studio in Washington, D.C., but he's listening to what's going no, he on. He was on the set. Right. Okay. He was sitting there watching okay, me Okay, so stumble. he was on the set. But whether he was on the set or not, no matter what, they're listening. The late, great Tim Russert. He was great. He was great. So but, you're like, oh, God. I'm like, oh, Tim not is not going to be hiring me. To the entire Washington, <laughs> D.C. market. But Tim Russert was sitting there mocking me, I'm sure. So. Yeah, that's when you go, um, I'm sorry, um, the audio is cutting out. I can't hear yeah, you. <laughs> you're asking Excuse this. Me? I already answered it. If you're asking this question, um, as I said before, <laughs> There were some tricks of the trade that you had to get pretty good at because sometimes you're I'm like, sure. Oh, are you seriously? They're asking me that question. I swear they're trying to make me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like you know, like those phone conversations when we were young. It's like, oh, I can't hear you. <laughs> you know, you have to like make up. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't know what's happening to the camera. It's getting shaky. And you're like, you're you're paying your photographer 50 bucks to screw up the shot. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. I mean, I'm sure it was amazing, but yeah, it doesn't sound like it was a little stressful too. <laughs> yeah, it was. We never knew. I when yeah. I would go to work, especially in in DC, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. But I mean, there are other markets. It was a little less. Um, oh, it could always happen, right? But right. But I always had it. I had a go bag in my and in my trunk of um because one day I went I went to work and um and luckily I had a go bag because they're like you're going to Boston to. <gasps> There was a there was a big a accident and there a bunch of kids were flown to a, a, a burn unit in Boston. And so you're going to do live shots from there at five o'clock. And this is like, you know, 10, 11 o'clock. So I grabbed my bag. We got on the next flight and then I'm in front of a hospital in Boston doing live shots about I have no idea because I had no information. <laughs> So I'm like, you give me the information because I have nothing. I haven't even talked to anybody yet. Right. Um, oh, that's crazy. And then, and then, you know, and then later you do get information from the location. But sometimes you're you're uh, sometimes you're tap dancing. So was it? Yeah. Is that fake news? Were you doing fake news? No. <laughs> oh, you're getting real information from the news organization. But you're, so you could have just stayed in D.C. and sat on. Of a, course. Hello. But later the they, they needed me there because then I got the parents and I followed the kids through the treatment. I was there for a little bit. Um, so that in that case, it was it was good. And that was more when we used to travel. Now they do a lot more from Zoom. But yeah, yeah. I mean, every time there's a hurricane, you think of like, oh God, yeah. or, or like the, like a lot of reporters went off to the Olympics and they had to quarantine for two weeks. So they were literally in a hotel room, you know, for two weeks. Um, they could have been in their own bedroom. You know what I mean? Right. The third week they got to go out and actually see people. That's, that, that's a good point though. And I don't know if I'm jumping ahead too far, but um, being able to provide the materials to the station Mm. It used to be they had to come out and get the video and do the interviews. Now, um, 
I don't want to say thanks to COVID, but, you know, because of COVID, um, if you're able to provide a TV station uh, or, or a print outlet, um, pictures, video, I mean, and everybody uses everything these days. Like right. a radio station will use video online. Um, Same with a newspaper. Yeah. yeah they have to usually newspaper. do a lot online version. Yeah. So if you're able to provide them video of what you're doing or pictures of what you're doing, and then they can just grab a Zoom uh, interview with you with not having to come out. Yeah. Just increase your chances of getting a story on air. Yeah. Incredibly. If you think about TV, they need video and right. radio needs audio. So if you provide that for them, uh, you're way more likely that um, there and as it's, you know, obviously it has to be authentic and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. if you provide that for them and you're a trusted source and they don't think there's anything fishy about it, then they will use your video. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Just seems like the easier, like you can make it for them and then really in contacting them, right? Like that interesting kind of like email subject or like your topic of your story, like that increases your chances. Exactly. Yeah, the email subject line is seriously the most important thing you will write. And sometimes I've even written, I mean, it has to be short, sweet, and provocative because if you, they don't open up the email, it doesn't matter what you say in the email. So the email right. subject line, put a lot of thought into that. Don't ever just write. And if you can't think of something, sometimes I've done a trick where I let loved your story on because they always reporters never get any love. Mm-hmm. So if you are going to tell them that you like their story on something like loved your story last night, more information on this topic. And the, so they're like, oh, my God, somebody loved my story. Huh. Do you ever do the re? Do you ever like type in re? Yeah. Re. So it, it's <laughs> like they're re, they're or for like, oh, like, I wrote, oh, I wrote them already. <laughs> Yeah, I've already <laughs> talked to them. So I guess I, or the other trick is to do, I used to do every now and then, like make it look like an inner office memo. So you'd put like, let's say the call letters of a station, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cause my call letters, like when I would get an inner office memo, it'd be WJLA, you know? And so I always knew it was in, everybody reads the inner office stuff. So you, if you just do like Baltimore sun or something, then you're like, oh, it's from my own organization. So anyway, yeah. there's lots of tricks. Uh, that yeah, you, there you are. To open it, but you, you know, you you got to get or like, or if you know somebody, like you know a contact, you know, um, let's say they're, you know, you're, you, you they, somebody knows them and said, hey, make sure you mention my name, then put that in the subject line. You know, uh, Ben Green said you'd be interested in the story, you know, or whatever. Said you'd be mm-hmm. interested in this um, cancer story or whatever. Awesome. Uh, that, that's. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it can work against you because people are like, oh, you're using Ben Green's name. Oh, whatever. But no, I mean, it's worth a try. Works for me. I mean, I used to open up emails. I mean, you're, you know, if you're, if you know, if Ben Green's a good source, if yeah, Ben Green no, isn't it, a good source, yeah. then you wouldn't work very well. <laughs> right. ben, ben, yes, that's Poor Ben. Thing. There's probably <laughs> Ben Green out here right now. And he's going to be calling you. To go back to the, <laughs> the video. I mean, people are like, well, how, how do I get, use your iPhone. Yeah. You, you just you, use it sideways. So, yeah, sideways, horizontal, video. horizontal. So it looks like a, a flat screen TV. Steady. Don't pan and zoom. Just get nice postcard p- picture, postcard pictures. Don't move the camera for 10 seconds. Then move the camera or your phone. Then get another 10 seconds. Then another 10 seconds. Do different shots, but do zoom Wide, in 10 medium, seconds. Close medium, up. 10 seconds. Why 10 seconds? And just give them plenty to use, you know, be patient, get them nice and steady. 
And, uh, you know, then you edit it together. You just th- send them the video and, and let them do the work. But uh, anyway, that's something we always have to go over with our clients. Yeah, no, that's amazing because, like, I mean, it's crazy how far technology's come to where we can, as business owners, do a lot of this ourselves now. You know what I mean? With like stuff we have that we use every day. Oh yeah, I mean they've they've shot entire commercials in high def, you know, that are in high def areas and off your iPhone. So if you have a if you have a decent cell phone, a smartphone, then you can get great video, great pictures. Um, you can even do headshots, you know, that if, you know, if you're, if you're, um, you just remember that oh, people are, are looking, there's everyone needs content. And mm-hmm. so even if it's, you're writing an article for someone for, you know, whether it be a blog or, um, you know, different publications, people are looking for whether it be op-eds or, or articles. So, um, you don't even have to think about it as, uh, you being interviewed, which is a a great way to get public relations, but you could also, you know, do your homework, figure out if somebody isn't reach out to them and say, Hey, I could write this article on this topic. And I'm, I'm an expert because of X, Y, and Z, you know, would you take it submission? And, um, so anyway, just, you know, you, you, people need content, these news organizations, like Mark said, it's a beast, a big beast. It's, it's a lot of work to feed it. And everyone's mm-hmm. looking for new, interesting content. Awesome. And, yeah. And, and I think you said the, the, the whole op-ed strategy, I don't know if that's something people can do at home, but they can try. Um, yeah. we've had a lot of success placing op-eds, um, because you know, there, there's no lack of opinions these days. And uh, if you can find something that's prevalent in the news and you have an, a, a, uh, you know, a, an opinion about it and it's a strong opinion, you could write something up. You, you, you want it to be you don't, you don't want it to be like a letter to the editor, but letters to the editors also sometimes work. But yeah, they're shorter, but they still get attention. Yeah. But I mean, if you're going to write an op ed, you, you figure out where you're going to submit it look up what the rules are, what they're looking for. They like to have a lot of details and, and studies and, you know, official numbers. Um, but, but you can always look at op-ed, you just, you know, Baltimore sun op-ed submission guidelines. And then mm-hmm. I'll, we want 500 words and, you know, this is how you submit it. So, um, you know, it's easy enough to Google almost any newspaper that has an op-ed, how you would get uh, an opinion piece in. But Right. Like we recently had uh, this, this was a proud moment for us. We had a, a client, uh, he owned some restaurants. He had a strong opinion about, uh, president Biden's, um, town hall where Biden was asked about, uh, restaurants and what restaurants are going to be doing for, or what the government's going to be doing for restaurants. And Biden pretty much said, you know, we kept you open during COVID pay your employees more. If you can't get employees, pay them more. Um, and this, uh, client had a strong opinion about that. And he actually agreed. We wrote a, an op-ed. It got into the Hill newspaper and we then leveraged it and mm-hmm. said, send it out to the media. He ended up on CBS this morning or Sunday morning, CBS Sunday morning, um, talking because it came, we, we, followed it up. We leveraged it to, and used it as a new so that, And that's the other thing is leverage your, you know, if you get in one publication, leverage that to get into bigger publications. You know, if you're yes. in local news, use that to get on the network news or in different NBC affiliates and other cities that you might, you know, still want to reach that audience. So there's all different kinds of ways to leverage you know, you get one bite, you know, or you get one uh, publication, then, you know, use that. 
to get more bigger. That makes total sense. I love that. And I mean, it's like you said in the beginning too, you know, like the whole kind of like holistic approach, you know, and there's different opportunities and different ways to use it for sure. Yeah. The other thing is you can even like we've done, um, I think it was, we got a client on at the time it was Kathy Lee and Hoda had their third hour on (laughs) NBC today. Mm -hmm. During which they usually drank. Yes. They drank wine. You're right. They were very (laughs) successful. See? Nicole, you're see, you're onto something here. Like. Exactly. And it's my um, I lived in well, grew up as New Orleans, and Hoda Copy was like our local news lady way back in like the late 90s when I lived there. And so to oh see her like God. today, I'm like, oh, she's so cute. <laughs> she's gone so far. <laughs> oh, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So what what we did, and and this was um, so we tried to, we got we used the video and we were like, we have one shot at this because most most of the time, this was when Facebook advertising probably wasn't as, as stealth it is now. Mm-hmm. So we took the the snippet of the actual newscast and we put it on as an ad for Facebook. And um, you know, as like a video ad, which you can't really do, like you know, it's like, well, you could do it if you didn't know any better, wink, wink, not <laughs> not. And you'd get your your hand slapped and they'd tell you, don't do that. The network would tell you and Facebook would tell you. But we, and then Ohio State's like, Kathy, we've already talked about yeah, stuff exactly. like this before. As you know. Are you noticing a trend here? <laughs> There's a trend here. You can ask for permission or you can beg for forgiveness. Which route do you think I take? Or ignorance is bliss. Uh, right. Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. I'm begging at all times. But anyway, so we knew this was, you know, probably not the way to go. But since we didn't know any better... We put it up as an ad and it it like flooded. She sold so many nightgowns from that. And then she took it down for some reason. I was like, listen, if you take it down, it's never going up. I'm just letting you know. And she was like, yeah, but I need to stop it. And so she stopped it. So then she wanted us to do it later, like a month later. And it wouldn't they rejected it. I'm like, I told you you had one bite at this mistake. So every now and then you can sort of be a little risky um, and, and, you know, make some mistakes. That's the news in you. That's the news reporter. I know. I try to push the envelope. You know, if you give me a clipboard and a pen, I can get in any any door. I dare (laughs) you. You act like you know what you're doing and you act like you belong there. (laughs) I love it. So what's like to wrap it up, kind of like what's something that listeners can like walk away from today to like implement, you know, with their business? Because a lot of our listeners are, you know, obviously small business owners, entrepreneurs. Um, they've been listening to this. You guys have said so many amazing tips, but like what would be. I like, think we gave them all away. I think we're yeah. close enough. Sh- <laughs> I don't think we can charge I, for anything. I, I know. Oh, my God. We just gave away our whole bag of tricks. <laughs> Um, I would say, you know, come up with a strategy. I mean, the first thing I would do if I, if I was starting a new business, just like what I did when I started, I was 18, I started my, my little driveway business. Um, and I, I just thought of like, who would be interested in color coded driveways? Um, and, um, and where would they find out about it? Like really a lot of people have a lot of interesting products. And what I always hear from new businesses is, when people find out about me, they're like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, but I didn't know about it. And if I, w- I wish I would have known about it like six months ago. Mm-hmm. So I guess you need to think of, you know, what, wh- who's my audience? Um, what am I trying to tell them? Where do they, where, where do they live? Like not physically, but where, where do they find and consume their information? Is it TikTok, Instagram? Are they still getting it on the news? Cause you know, the demographics of local news is totally changed. 
And, and that's okay, even if you get it on local news and the demographics and older demographics, or it's not your perfect demographics, think about, well, that's okay. That just gives me credibility. Now I can take that news hit and I can like push it out on an email blast or, or some other way and get people to, you know, see me on the news and realize that I'm the real deal. So I, I would just think about when you're looking at a strategy and first you need to think of low cost. The other mm-hmm. thing we always do is, um, you know, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of clients and entrepreneurs that will come to me and I'm, I'm like, listen, you have, in order for us to work together, you have to have this amount of budget for, you know, or I can't really work with you. We, you know, we have to pay the lights and people and so on and so forth. Um, Got to, you know, the overhead costs, but you know, think, think outside the box. There are young people in journalism school. There are young people who are learning how to cut videos in their, in their bedroom with their, you know, Apple computer. There are um, young marketing students, you know, at the local colleges. So think of ways that, you know, there are, there are lots of young people who know social media. So reach out Mm -hmm. to your local college marketing department. Sometimes um, marketing departments or, or communications classes or marketing classes, they're looking for real life scenarios to um to work on for their marketing class. So they want to give their marketing class like a real business and to develop a communications plan or something. Yeah. So um, you know, look for like how can I do this um as inexpensively as possible? And I might want to hire the experts for the like things that I know I need, like I need, I need five or six hours of consultation to guide me. Mm-hmm. But then I can, once I have the plan, I know I can I can use other resources to get it done. Those are some tips that I always give to to entrepreneurs who are who have a limited marketing budget, I guess. Yeah, I love that. It, it's so true, uh, and it's I feel like it's it's approachable too. You know, it's pretty simple. Like because I feel like we jump in a lot, but if you take a second and kind of just try to figure out your strategy and how you could get around that, like you said, be creative. Um, you can get big results with that. I think uh, just be like Kathy. Don't take no for an answer. Yeah. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you may you may not hear back, um, you know, and that doesn't mean you stop. Um, yeah. If you have a good story, maybe you you know, if you don't hear back, reassess. How do I um, write this so that somebody would be interested in it, and uh, get the word out? And then keep in mind that we always find we often find I, I found this interesting that like if, particularly business reporters. Um, freelancers as well. They'll hold on to a story for, until whenever they may not get back to you for six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, I'm finally, or, or maybe they're, they're like, well, I don't like this story. This is what happens a lot. We'll pitch something and they don't necessarily like that story we're pitching, but they like the expert. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, um, I got your pitch a month ago on, you know, suicide awareness month, let's say. And I did, I wasn't doing a story on that, but I really was interested in your psychologist who was talking about that. And I'm, I'm doing a story on school, something, um, you know, anxiety about going back to school, whatever. And so can I talk to your expert about that? Um, so just remember, just, just, just yeah, because they you put it away. It, it used to be, they put it away in a drawer. Now they put it away in some great filing system because we do hear from a lot of reporters Mm-hmm. months and months later and we're like oh my gosh we pitched that so long ago mm-hmm. isn't that it's great it's a gift um but you know just keep that in mind that they they may not get back to you right away that doesn't mean you don't have a good story tell your story share your story doesn't matter the outlet we've had people on big outlets we've had people 
on small outlets. You don't know who's listening. You know, you could target, like Kathy said earlier, like, you know, this is a tar- is this a subject that mommy bloggers might be interested in. But, you know, fi- figure out where you're going. Uh, you know, not always being on the t- today show may not be where you need to be. You may need to be, you know, on, on some blogger or, right. or and, a podcast and, and or don't, whatever. Don't yeah. put smaller. Yeah. We had a we had a client who eh, I don't know. I, they don't have a strong readership, whatever. And we were like, listen, just just do it. They did it and they got a huge fundraising check after um, doing that one hit. Somebody was listening and, and heard right. the right person listening at the right time. So it didn't matter that it was a small outlet. It, it turned out to be big money for them. So yeah. you know, take every opportunity. Totally. And I feel like, too, like on different various outlets, whether it's social or, you know, um, different like publications that people leave comments. Everybody's like, oh, I didn't get that much, whatever. But people, like you said, are watching. They may not be engaging as much as they used to, but more people are watching and listening than I think we realize, you know, so just wanted to throw that in there, too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, this this is this JCB champagne is great yay yeah very good very good i really like john it. charles Bassett. what is it I'm a, i don't oh yeah that. i picked that one because the label looked cool <laughs> <laughs> and what? there you have it there's the story right See? there there you go marketing the, <laughs> exactly. label, looks cool. the label looks cool Somebody, Why some marketing person i'm sure that. you can google something how do people pick champagnes the label looks cool the, yeah. you got a whole or the name looks cool, right? Yeah, uh, that's it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I definitely I'm one of those consumers that buys based on looks. <laughs> <laughs> As did uh, Kathy with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. This has been so much fun. Um, I know you guys shared your website earlier and where everybody can connect with you, but can you do that again so everybody can connect with you after this and follow? Oh, let and- let Mr. Shy Mark yes. that away. No, you can do it this time. <laughs> oh, no, really? I was a little hard sell. You oh. bring that charm. Well, if you <laughs> like a consult or any information uh, on the Mark Media, uh, basically for website, Twitter, all of our social handles, and it's Mark with a C because I'm sitting next to a Mark with a C. <laughs> I love it. I, got, I just got a call the other day. Somebody was, they left a message. I love the name of your company. She, Kathy didn't like the name of the company originally. She thought it was a little too Mark centric, which, you know, hard to believe. I was honestly thinking of if we sell the company later, does that mean mm. we sell you with it? And then later I said, yeah, that's a good deal. We'll just have him take it. You have to take the mark with the, on the mark. Me. <laughs> in the contract. Sorry. <laughs> it's in the contract. He goes with you. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, I had nothing for you on that one. I, I was like stumped. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> know that was, my, was going to my head. I was like, my, my thought process. This, 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 this is you're divorcing me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's even better. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys. This has been such a fun conversation. I knew it was going to be. Um, I really enjoyed chatting with you guys and you shared so much amazing information. So I really appreciate that too. I can't wait for my listeners to listen to this. As, as are we, we were thrilled to be here. This is uh, always, it's always fun talking with you. We have a good time and we really appreciate the opportunity to share every single thing we know. (laughs) So no one will ever call us. (laughs) No need. We got champagne out of the deal. Yeah, there you go. You know, you.
Thanks, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you guys. And thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week.